0: Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy.
1: Good morning. Here we are, folks. Uh, My name is Earl, by the way. I'm a recovering car dealer. I'm in the studio with a group of experts on cars. We're here to tell you how to avoid being ripped off by your car dealer. I just thought I'd get that out of the way right up front because... uh, Why mince words? Car buying, leasing, repairing, maintaining the whole nine yards is an unpleasant experience. It's like having a root canal. Uh, It's like having a colonoscopy. It's just something you don't look forward to. And, uh, you know, I think the fear that the average car buyer has of going into a car dealership is really bad for our economy. Let's think in terms uh, of economics here, all right? You buy a car every three or four years. Now you start to get the itch you want to buy another car. I mean, Americans love their cars, at least so far. There's some talk about that changing, but right now, most Americans love their cars. Now you think about it. Okay, I'm going to trade my car in, and you start thinking about what's going to happen. Um, You're going to have the sleazy salesperson. You're going to have the bait-and-switch advertising. You're going to play the game. You go to the manager. You go to the, the salesman. Goes to the manager. You go to the salesman. Back and forth. Back and forth. Uh, are you going to buy the car today? Uh, you know. Are you going to? If you give me, I'll give you my best price. If you'll buy the car today. Uh, the whole game. Uh, you end up with a fear that it's just not worth it, and so you delay the car purchase. So instead of buying that car every th- three or four years, maybe you're buying it every five or six years. Maybe wait until you have to buy a car. I was watching a TV show the other day. I don't know if any of you watch CNBC's Squawk Box. Uh, Becky Quick is the female, uh, uh, the, uh, one of the lead people on the show. And they were talking about car dealers and the fact that car dealers are ranked last in the Gallup poll in Honesty and Ethics and Professions. And Becky Quick on CNBC said, you know, I would buy a car more often if I didn't have to go in and buy it from a car dealer. So, there you are, folks. That's a great Uh, angle. Exactly. I mean, something should be done about it. And that's why we're here. We're doing something about it. We're helping. We're not complaining. Uh, Full transparency, I am a car dealer. And I've been a car dealer since 1968. And even though that could work against my credibility, uh, here's why I think it enhances my credibility, because I really know about the other side. Because I've been there... And I've done that. I call myself a recovering car dealer. Well, I am recovering because I used to be evil. Here's a picture of my book. I'm not trying to sell you a book right, right now. I'll probably try to sell it later. But, uh, Come on, buy the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're watching you, this. You can, you can buy it on Amazon. And it's uh, 100% of the proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue, which is our favorite charity here on Earl's <coughs> Trail Cars. There you go. There it is. And that's, uh, Thanks, that's Rover in the control room. They're just... Uh, with a thumbs up yeah so, you forgot like to mention <coughs> no that was bella saying adopt me <laughs> exactly so you can buy the book it's a how to do it book on how not to be ripped off by a car dealer a little bit about my story about how i uh, became a good person an honest person a transparent person uh, to try to help you how i became a, com- a consumer advocate from back in the day when i was just another car dealer Kind of interesting. At least I think it is. There's a great
0: forward to that book, too. uh, And my son, Stu, excuse me.
1: (laughs) My son, Stu, (laughs) sitting here on my left, uh, wrote the forward. And uh, said some very nice things about me. And I appreciate that very much.
2: And I proofread it. 25 times. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <You did. That's laughs> right. Till I was blue in the face.
1: Till you could recite it by memory. Exactly. I
0: never did get it right. It's a great book. I'm close.
2: It's definitely a great book to keep right by your side. Just yeah. like the Consumer Report, yeah. you yeah. can just keep referring to it.
0: If you just bring that with you to a car dealership and sit it on the desk while you're negotiating, You'll get a better deal. Don't say nothing. Just set it on the table. You might get thrown <laughs> out. Uh,
3: exactly. And right. if that <laughs> would be
1: a dead giveaway, I think we should probably. I think that would be kind of funny. Uh, anyway, Good idea. Uh, we're here for two hours, folks, and you make the show. Your calls. This is live talk radio. And uh, if you can call us or text <coughs> us, I have to say, we're on Facebook and uh, facebookcom Cars. Uh, We've had problems with the bandwidth. I'll apologize in advance. Uh, we got Jonathan in the control room and Rudy in the control room. Jonathan is working his best to manage the bandwidth so that you don't get a fuzzy, fuzzy picture. But sometimes because of Comcast. Comcast is the, the villain in this story because we've been talking to them, and this radio station, JBC, has been talking to them forever. Every week we call them... What's wrong? They put in a new router. They did this. They changed that. They suggested this. And every year we fight bandwidth. Mm -hmm. So, you Facebook users, we think we will have stability. We think you will be getting our signal today. So, go to facebook.com forward slash roll on cars, and you can see us in living color. And, by the way, Nancy Stewart is a beautiful woman. Uh, Rick, uh, forget about him. Stu, he's ugly. I'm ugly. We <laughs> hey, go.
2: Let, me, let me tell you what. I want to give all you. That's I wanna why give, I'm off camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. I want to <laughs> give you men a compliment. Yes. If you haven't noticed, uh, that li- our listeners and our viewers, these three guys all have haircuts. And yes. they look 10 years younger. <laughs> and they look handsome. Thank you very much. I am so honored to be working with them. Anyway. Hot, hot, hot. You need to call us. (laughs) You need to call
1: us at 877-960-9960. That's the old-fashioned call-in number. And uh, Rudy will answer the phone, and he'll wave at us and say, we have a caller, he'll put your name up on a board, hold it like that, 877-960-9960. And a lot of people like to text. As a matter of fact, texting is destroying telephones. I mean, I I just don't call people anymore. Uh, I know too many people that just you can't get off the phone with. And uh so if you text it's the greatest thing ever. Seven seven two four nine seven six five three O. You can text us at seven seven two area code four nine seven six five three O. And that way you know, we're not gonna keep you on the phone for a long time. And you can get your question out. And if you think of something, you text us again. Seven seven two four nine seven six five three O Don't forget Facebook, you post on Facebook, you know that. And uh Facebook.com forward slash on Cars, and there we are in living color. Rick Kearney, certified diagnostic master technician. He knows everything there is to know about the internal workings of a car. Used to be mechanics, now it's computerization, technology, electronics, uh, artificial intelligence, lasers, sonar. Huh. it's crazy. I think we may have a
2: caller. We do indeed. Tina. From Benita Springs. Good morning, Tina.
4: Hi, guys. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Great. Tina. Well, Consumer Reports has a new king, and they have dubbed this new king Subaru. Subaru is at the top of the heap now. Wow. They didn't used to be, but they've really gone up the ranks, so they've actually beat Lexus and Toyota.
1: Fantastic. They 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 build a great car. I've always had a lot of admiration for them because they're a small manufacturer. It's kind of like a they're like a giant killer. They're small but they're lean, mean, efficient, high quality. And thanks for pointing that out, Tina.
4: Yeah, i've I've had my eye on the BRZ for a long time. My pocketbook says no, but my heart says mm.
0: yes. They're good looking cars. Believe me, if
4: I had the bucks, I would be buying a BRZ tomorrow. But it's amazing. I don't, know if I'm tall. I, I don't know if I'm tall enough to drive it. That's the thing. Mm. You know, we've had this discussion before about how I have this philosophy that the world is made for people 5'5 five, five and over. I'm five feet tall, exactly. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of vehicles I have to watch for that I don't really fit. I have to be careful for fitment. Yeah. And that means a smaller car is better for me. Than a larger vehicle, even a mid sized vehicle, sometimes mm-hmm. I have an issue with.
1: And that's why people are going to SUVs. Nancy just moved into an SUV uh, from an automobile, you know, from a regular sedan, and I'm on the verge of doing it myself. The problem is everybody's gone to SUVs, and if you're driving a car, you can't see over them, and it's, get, it's a safety problem. You got to get a bigger one. I need to get a bigger Keep one. Keep getting bigger.
4: Yeah. Keep getting bigger. Yeah. My mom and dad have a Toyota RAV4, I think it's a 2012. Mm -hmm. And I have no problem with fitment fitment in that. Mm -hmm. But it seems like the domestic vehicles, like Fords and Chevys, I had friends of mine, uh, they wanted me to drive their vehicle one night. And, okay, no problem. It was a big, huge Chevy Suburban. Suburban. Mm -hmm. We tried putting pillows behind my back. We tried everything in the world. I could not drive their vehicle. I couldn't even reach a gas pedal. Well, Even t- with the seat all the way up. So you know, Tina, I feel like the foreign, more of the foreign vehicles fit me better than some of the domestic ones, too.
1: That's one of my most frustrating problems when I put my car dealer hat on because I have a lot of my customers that have problems Uh, with visibility and a lot of other things based on their height. I mean, you can be too tall, you can be too short. There's a lot of physical configurations Mm -hmm. that I wish the car dealers could accommodate more. Maybe one day we'll have something that will accommodate virtually all uh, physical. uh, You know, you got people too wide, too skinny, too tall, and a lot of other things. And we can't mess with the seats. car dealers are prohibited by law from doing anything to the seat because it's a safety factor Uh, it's part of the crash test when a car passes a crash test they have to have certain safety based on the way the seat is built so you can't disassemble anything or change anything you just have to deal within the design of the car so it's a huge problem especially for people like you tina yeah
4: and the one problem i've always had is um being too close to the airbag Mm-hmm. But with my car now I don't have that issue with my other car. Believe it or not, with my Miata, I did have that issue. And I this may sound funny, but I actually wore platform shoes to drive that car. That way I was <laughs> not too close to the airbag. I adapted, you know. Yeah. It was just one of those things but and I'm not gonna get taller as I get older. Uh, my grandmother and my aunt they used to drive so close to the airbag I would think, Oh my goodness. If that airbag goes off, they're gonna go flying. I don't know. my poor aunt, she would drive like two inches away from from the airbag. I think yeah. you need to put something behind. I think she finally did put something on her seat to kind of boost her forward while keeping her arms at a safe distance.
2: Yeah, that can be pretty dangerous. My airbag went oh, off yeah. and it uh, really burned my arm pretty bad.
4: Oh wow, that's scary. Yeah. And that's due to the and that's due to the propellant and the chemicals that are inside the airbag.
1: Well, I think it was probably just the friction of the airbag. Yeah, I right. don't think that's the propellant broke through that. That's something that would happen with the Takata airbag. Right. but uh, that's and, a different story. And, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. You know, we're talking about uh, uh, about the uh, Subaru and Consumer Reports. Stu sent me an article that was kind of shocking that uh, that uh, the Tesla three. Hmm. Uh, Got a uh, unacceptable rating from Consumer Reports, uh, yes. and it's kind of a shock too. Yeah, uh, they took it off the recommended I, list. I, I yeah. saw yeah.
4: that. I did yeah. see that. And what's amazing is it's really hurt their sales too. It didn't used to be that Consumer Reports had so much sway, but now they do. People are really listening to what Consumer Reports has to say, which I think is great.
0: Mm-hmm. But
4: if Consumer Reports downgrades a vehicle, that really is now hurting the manufacturer. Yeah, it's their
0: stock really almost three percent. Really causing 3%. a problem. Yeah. So.
4: But Tesla's kind of been like, I mean, they were like the darling there when they first came out, but yeah. now...
0: Not only that, t- the Model 3 got the highest they're score. Not, they were. They're
4: not quite the darling they used to be. Yeah, <laughs>
5: yeah They got a 103 out of a possible 100 last time. Yeah. Well, what, wasn't well that the original Tesla? No, that and was the Model 3. Oh, the 3, yeah. yeah. And then they dropped it to
0: like 82? Uh, something like that, and it was based on uh, consumer feedback on their survey, so it was just a bunch of reliability problems that have gotten worse and worse. And uh, and they take yeah. the Im- the input from the consumers really seriously, so that's how they lost it.
2: Yeah, consumer report can affect the stock market. It can affect sales at uh, these dealerships. Uh, it can affect uh, a lot of things that uh, <clears throat> we're unaware of.
1: Well, Tina, thanks for another great call. You really uh, uh, y- y- I, that was good news. I I've always loved Subaru, mm. and uh, and I think that uh, they deserve that ranking. So you folks out there thinking about a a vehicle and remember Consumer Reports is the bible uh, as far as picking the right vehicle number one now, the Subaru
2: what a car, beautiful I yep. I drove one back in the old days and uh, the one that uh, just came out wow, amazing if I
0: had a yeah, Subaru a, a I would for, put a, rufer a rufer former,
4: it. a yeah. former boyfriend of and mine had a, a Subaru Forester and that was one nice vehicle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well,
1: well, Tina, call again, uh, and uh, you're our favorite caller, and non- and you're female too. So you got a, us rolling this <laughs> morning. You know, it gets us off on the right foot, and I thank you so much for calling.
2: Thanks, guys. Y'all have a great day. Thank you, you so much, Tina.
1: 877-960-9960. and Facebook. You Facebook folks out there, if you're if you're streaming us. Uh, Give us a little post every now and then about the quality of the picture and if we have a solid picture. I just got a thumbs up from Jonathan in the control control room. So he says we got uh, we've got a good Wi-Fi signal. I mean a good streaming signal, not Wi-Fi. And uh love to have you tune us in on Facebook and post on Facebook, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three oh seven seven two four nine seven Six five three, And I think we have a text, do we, still? Yep, a
0: text hey, came
2: d- in. Excuse me, Stu, before we go to that text. Ladies, if you're listening, don't forget, you can win yourself $50 this morning. First two, new lady callers, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960 and share your opinion or, you know, maybe you purchased a card this week or let us know how we can improve our show. That's 877 877- Nine six oh ninety nine sixty. Now back to Stu.
0: have a very interesting question, one that we've never been asked before. And this is from Bill and Stewart. Bill says, when a bank repossesses a classic car lot, as with the case of Blue Marlin Motors in Stewart, how does the bank dispose of the classic cars?
1: I think by law, Bill, they have to auction it. They have to have several bids. I don't think it has to be a real auto auction. I think they just have to have bids. So... The law requires it's a it's a lending law to protect borrowers. Actually, uh, um, a long time ago, before they had these laws, a bank could really take advantage of the borrower. They repossessed a car, and they could get a huge judgment by saying, you know, uh, they would the bank would sell the car to their to their buddy at a low price, and then they would go after the borrower for all the difference. So now, to protect borrowers, uh, the government wants to be sure that the a bank gets the best price. So even on a classic car, I'm sure that the bank has to get at least three bids from worthy bona fide bidders uh, to protect the borrowers. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much for that text, Bill. And anybody else that doesn't want to be face-to-face or voice-to-voice on live radio, use that text number, 772-497-6530. Got another text. We have another text. We're we do, but we got we're Howard gonna and go Howard. To,
2: we're going to go to Howard, and uh, Howard's a regular caller from Jupiter. Good morning, Howard. Uh,
6: good
7: morning. How are you all doing?
2: Good we're good doing well, thank you. How are you? Great.
7: R- great, great day today. I have a question. Uh, how do you determine whether you're gonna, you, you will uh, buy a hybrid or a regular gas uh, uh, vehicle? one uh, what, what of the uh, factors that you have to figure in uh, as how much mileage you do or how long you keep the car can you can you explain that a little better?
1: Yeah Howard it's, a, it's an arithmetic problem I mean assuming you're talking about the economic reason that you would buy a hybrid uh, some people buy hybrid uh, from an eco reason from the fact that you know it's cleaner and uh, it's a, a contribution to a cleaner planet, uh, less fuel consumption but Most people, I think, think in terms of just the economics. Uh, Typically, uh, uh, a rule of thumb is if you're a high mileage driver, uh, the chances are the hybrid is your cup of tea. Also, counterintuitively to a lot of people, if you do a lot of city driving, stop and go, uh, counterintuitively, hybrids actually get better fuel economy in stop and go driving than they do on the highway. You know, a conventional car, if you do a lot of highway driving, the opposite is true. But when you're braking in the city, you're actually uh, charging by decelerating the car, you're actually charging the battery of the hybrid, so you get better fuel economy. Uh, I would just take the EPA ratings on the hybrid you're contemplating and the EPA ratings on the gasoline-only car you're contemplating. Look at the difference. Look at the cost of gas. Factor in your driving uh, amount. 20,000 miles, 30,000 miles a year, or whatever it may be. And it's a, it's arithmetic. You know, cost of gas, number of gallons, and, and mileage versus the advantage of the hybrid. Stu had a point.
0: And also, uh, since hybrids were first introduced, we since we really got that Prius back in 2000, 1999, 2000, the difference between the gas version and the hybrid version and price has, has, has shrunk. So it used to be you're looking at maybe a 7000 or $8,000 premium yeah. to go to, like, for example, and we're just filming your Toyota, so a, a Camry hybrid was considerably more expensive than the gas version. Now that difference has shrunk to uh, under $2,000.
1: Good point. Interesting. Yeah, interested. yeah uh, the hybrid uh, Highlander one time was like $6,000 or yeah. $7,000 more than the gas lane. That's no longer the case. But it's economic. Do the arithmetic. Uh Howard, does that answer your question?
2: Great information. Um, thank you, Stu. We're going to go to Frank.
7: If you keep the car a long time, and uh, let's say the, uh, the the hybrid battery goes bad, uh, isn't it very expensive to replace that?
1: Yes. Not as expensive as it once was, but it is expensive, <coughs> and there there are aftermarket batteries available. You have to check uh, the um, the warranty is the key. Uh, if you get a rebuilt battery, uh, used hybrid, uh, you've really got to be careful. Uh, I'm going to ask Rick the question now. Uh, we'll we'll speak uh, for Toyota, but Rick, what is a uh, what is a rebuilt or what is a uh, Toyota
5: battery uh, replacement for a hybrid Prius? Uh, Prius right now is running about two thousand dollars for the battery. Mm-hmm. I have heard that. Uh, outside companies are rebuilding them for around $8 to $900. However, I would be careful of those because yeah. they don't often carry a warranty and they can cause damage to other parts in the car. Yeah. The good news is that
0: you know <clears throat> the average length of ownership is about what's 6 years now. Yeah. Yeah, so hybrid battery got you covered for uh, at least for Toyota and most of the manufacturers are over 8 years, 100,000 miles, so yeah. and like, in and most, most cases them, you're okay. And
1: most of them last a lot longer than yeah. that, so uh, the hybrid batteries become less and less a factor. When they first came out, it was a huge factor, but now it's become uh, slightly less and a lot less, actually. Answer your question, Howard?
7: Thank you very much. We're Thank very you. Very well done. Thanks again. Thank you.
8: Have a good day. You too. Bye
2: Have bye a bye. great weekend, Howard. Thanks for being part of the show. Give us a call toll-free at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at 772 uh, 497 Frank? Welcome to the show. What can we do for you this morning?
1: Frank, uh, can you hear us? I think, uh, Rudy, I think we lost Frank. And uh, I think maybe he might call back in. Uh, 877-960-9960. Uh, we've got a couple of texts, so we'll go to, oh. Oh, Fra- he's back. Frank is back. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. We morning thought we for- lost you, Frank.
8: Yeah, I, I've turned the volume down. I'm in the car. So oh, okay. I didn't <laughs> hear you the first time. Glad you're here. Why, why, why? Anyhow, I'm very happy. I put a deposit on a RAV4 at your dealership yesterday. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. And they have to get it. It'll be in next week sometime. Mm-hmm. My question is, did I do the right thing? I know, I know you're going to say yes, because I put it in your dealership. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I tried to go through Costco. And they wanted so much information on the vehicle that I didn't even know what I wanted exactly except hmm. the RAV4.
0: Was that on and the Costco website?
8: And I spoke to a salesman and told him my story. And he said, well, will be the same price as Costco. Don't worry. And I keep saying, well, show me the sheet. Well, we're, we're okay. We're okay. Anyway, I put a deposit down. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have to get the car in. It's the RAS 4 Limited with the uh, advanced technology package and all that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Frank, i tell you what. Did what I you, do the
8: right thing by not going through Costco? That's the question. Uh, we will let we're you gonna, We're,
1: we're going to find out. Actually, you didn't do the right thing, uh, but that was our fault. Uh, do, you, uh, do you remember the name of your salesperson? Keith. I got it right here. Okay, uh, here's, here's what, uh, the reason my blood pressure just went up 20 points and the stew is starting to shake sitting next to me <laughs> is because what you just described is what we warn uh, customers about when they use the Costco program. Uh, you should have persisted and we should have cooperated and that salesperson is in serious trouble right now. Uh, and Brand new. It's, uh, it's really embarrassing to have to find out about these things on live radio with 20,000 people listening. But better to find out than not find out at all. But let's use this as a opportunity for the listening audience to learn from the incompetence of the uh, sales department at Earl Stewart Toyota, which is my dealership. And we really screwed up there big time, and I sincerely apologize to you, Frank. Uh, the Costco pricing sheet, which is in, vital that you look at, And the reason it's vital is Costco contracts with their certified dealers, and the contract says that they must offer the Costco customer the lowest price that they sell that car to anyone else for. So if the car dealer abides by that contractual obligation, it's a great deal for the Costco member. And that's the reason you must always see the sheet. The price sheet is a Costco document and it has the prices that dealer contractually puts in there and swears that these are the lowest prices. If there's a dealer fee or a dealer-installed option, that too must be disclosed on the price sheet. Now, we prefer the Costco that Costco requires it be included in the actual price, but uh, the Costco r- requirement is that it be on visible to the Costco purchaser. Now, when the salesperson says, "Is this salesperson told you, who works for me, uh, at least he did up until about uh, 830 this morning uh, he says that we have a price as good as a Costco uh, that's not true uh, he he didn't tell you the truth uh, well, really- well Frank
0: I yeah, can't I tell didn't you think
8: it was Frank so I, I knew I listened to you every week for a long time and I knew uh, this might not be right but mm-hmm. I'm gonna call you this morning which I am and uh,
1: What do we do next? Well, my son, Stu, has pulled up the Costco pricing. No,
0: I haven't done that yet, but I did want to tell Frank that if the price you got wasn't the Costco price, you will be getting the Costco price.
1: Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. And so... Uh,
8: so, so, All I got was a customer sheet. Yeah. You know, that describes the vehicle and a handwritten... uh, Yeah
1: on it. Well, I was, my, so son, my right. son tells me this is a new salesperson. Just started this uh, past uh, week. And what that means is that the sales manager really dropped the yes. ball because we should train our salespeople but they go on the floor. And uh, yeah. I, I, the only thing I can say to summarize this experience is buyer beware whether you buy a car at Earl Stewart Toyota or you buy a car at another car dealership, buyer beware, do your homework. And Costco is a great place to buy a car if you insist on what they instruct you to on their website which is to see the Costco web sheet uh, price sheet and when the car salesman says never mind I've got a price just is good the salesperson is telling you the wrong thing and Frank boy I tell you what that's a powerful phone call it's the best one we've had in a long time because it's best for the consumers if, if my dealership can screw up I promise you, other ones do it. I, I hope ours wasn't premeditated, and I'm fairly sure it wasn't. Yeah. But uh, it's, it happened, nevertheless.
8: I, uh, I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was a new salesman the way yeah. he was acting. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. Well. Uh, well
8: um, I'm an old guy. I'm older than you, and i bought
1: a lot of cars <laughs> in my life. <laughs> 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 well, ac-
0: action is already underway at the dealership, just to let exactly. you know. Exactly. And the beauty of texts. Yeah. I've been silently yeah. uh, handling the situation. And we are, yeah. and I, if
1: you, in case you're worried, Frank, I promise you no physical harm will come to the salesman. I don't know. Mental harm, but not physical. Harm. <laughs> we'll
0: see. <laughs> Just
1: kidding. Uh, great call, Frank. Anything else we can help you with? I love you now. but you got to call every week because that is really a doozy of a call. I'm a. I might even make you uh, a mystery shopper. Are you in for that? Sure. Okay.
8: You know, uh, like I, I have a. I'm from Long Island, New York. Thirty mm-hmm. some years ago, I moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends owned a Chrysler dealership. Jeep Chrysler, and there's, from his dealership to the ocean, it's 13 miles. Mm-hmm. And he's the number one Chrysler dealer in the United States with service every year. Is that right? Wow. he doesn't screw around. He's, he's like you.
1: Wow, well, that's great.
8: Transparency, you take care of the customer, and they keep coming back.
1: What's his name? Uh, when the... I
8: moved to Florida, I felt bad because I'm not buying any more Chryslers.
1: Well, let's give him a plug. What's his name? Pardon me? What's the Chrysler dealer's name? I want to give him a plug for people. we got snowbirds down here that might want to buy Chrysler from him.
8: It's Mullen Motors. Mullen? In South Old, New York.
1: M-U-L-L-I-N?
8: M-U-L-L.
1: M-U-L-L-I-N. Mullen Motors in Syracuse, New York?
8: No, South Old. S-O-U-T-H-O-L-D.
1: South New York. Very good.
8: It's a family business, 91-plus years in the family.
1: Holy mackerel. I thought we'd been around a long time. That's fantastic. Well, Frank, thanks again, and uh, (coughs) thanks to dealers like Mullen. And it's nice to know there are other honest dealers out there. And uh, he he probably doesn't even um, do dumb things like we just did, uh, hire salespeople and put them on the floor without proper training. But uh, we got got, uh, this guy trained now. Uh, Thanks to you, Frank. I really appreciate the call.
8: You're welcome. Thank you.
1: Please call next week. Bye bye.
2: We're going to go straight to John, who's been holding. Good morning, John. How are you doing today?
7: Good morning to everyone. Hi, John. We've always discussed uh, fees. Earl discussed dealer fees and document fees. But one fee hasn't been discussed, and it's a Florida law. It's the waste tire and lead acid battery fee. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to ask Earl, is that included? On an MSRP on brand new cars?
1: No, no That's the MSRP is a federal document, and they they do not include uh, they do not include the uh, uh, municipal, uh, state uh, taxes. That's that's done by the dealer. Uh,
7: okay. Is there a minimum? Because I was looking at different um, repair bills that I've had in the past, and they've charged anywhere from two to five or seven dollars on tire disposal and
1: battery fees? It should be uh, consistent. I, there's only one fee. It's not supposed to vary. And some dealers charge it and some dealers don't. Uh, we don't charge it, but uh, we consider that as part of a cost of business. But it's, it's a very small amount. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if a dealer wasn't marking that up. They uh, they they mark up fees all the time, uh, an electronic filing fee is technically a marked-up fee. Uh, we call it a dealer fee, but electronic filing fee is when they sublet the title and registration license plate work that normally was handled at one time inside the accounting department of car dealerships. Now they have uh, computerized companies that do this registration information uh, quickly and more efficiently, and they charge the dealers about 10 bucks. Uh, I have no dealers that will charge uh, close to $1,000, and they call it an electronic filing fee. But the battery tax and the t- tire disposal is a standardized fee that should remain consistent all the time. Yeah, and the, and
0: well, the of uh, thumb- for
7: instance, on a battery, I noticed that you can be given a uh, $2 allowance for your old battery, and it can be as high as $15. I mean, right here in uh, Palm City, is a distribution center for interstate batteries, mm-hmm. and they pay the highest of anyone. I don't know exactly what it is on a used battery that you take in, you know, to give bring into them, and it's right by the turnpike. So there's a variance on that also. I noticed. Uh, a minimum. I wouldn't say a minimum, but it's whatever they want to give you, you know, for your old battery.
1: That's interesting. I I don't know how do, how do we handle that, uh, Rick? Do you know on the on batteries? I uh, do. Do we? Uh, I thought we actually had to pay to have our batteries disposed of. Uh,
5: I would have to check with parts department on that one. Yeah. I know the I know for a fact that every battery that comes out of any car at our service department has to be returned to the parts department. Yeah. They will not even give us a battery to put in the car yeah. until we bring the old one back.
1: John it's hazardous waste disposal regulated federally, actually, and tires are the same way. And they have to be disposed of by a license-bonded uh, carrier. So you just can't throw your tires in the trash can or your batteries away because it's a ha- hazardous material. Uh, so a lot of uh, car dealers, and I believe we do also, we actually pay people to dispose of our batteries and our tires. Now those people may take the battery and the tire, and there is a market uh, for uh, for used tires, not much of a market, and there is a battery uh, market also, as you just described, on the batteries. So the question is, uh, is there a profit to be made by the dealer by selling directly to the people that are paying for these used batteries or tires. In our case it doesn't work. Uh, there was a time when we tried it but it didn't work very well. It was it was more cost to us to uh, do it that way than the other way. Same thing with the batteries I suspect. Uh, now oil is an interesting case because uh, we pay Uh, We actually get paid for waste oil. When we take our, when we drain a crankcase and we get the waste oil, we actually get paid a certain amount per gallon for waste oil. It depends on the price of oil. When the price is real high, the price is real low. That varies. So, the 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 net amount when you get paid when someone charges you a lot of money, uh, one of one of the things you see on invoices and service departments is just a general term hazardous waste disposal that's a lump sum that's a gotcha because they will charge you a lot of money for that and it's just a made-up fee which is actually profit to the dealer. <clears throat> and the rule of thumb still applies
0: on service bills too if it, if there's sales tax applied to it it's profit yeah. uh, anything legitimate you don't you don't charge sales tax on
1: good point answer your question
7: isn't John? it illegal if it is Florida law on a disposal to charge sales tax on top of that fee, wouldn't that be illegal? That is correct.
0: It's a non, it's a non-taxable fee.
1: Yeah. If if the the fee, if here if the way it would break down is this. You just asked a very interesting question. Let's say that the uh, hazardous waste disposal tax on a battery uh, was four dollars. I'm not sure what it is. It's a very small amount. But say it was four dollars, and then supposing that they charge you on the invoice, which uh, a lot of car dealers do hazardous waste disposal of $300 or $30 or whatever they came up with what they should do legally is not charge you sales tax on the $4 which is a real tax but they should charge you on the $296 if they charge you $300 for hazardous waste disposal. And uh, I'll bet you that would be an interesting thing for the uh, state of Florida uh, sales tax auditors to check on the service departments of car dealers and independent garages all over Florida. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I know what's right, but that doesn't say they're abiding by the law.
7: Well. I- Told people to watch their. I'm just looking at one of my bills, Uh and it said hazardous waste disposal for the oil. Mm -hmm. It's only 250 on it, but people have to be aware and watch their their service bills from anyone and check and see that it's not exorbitant.
1: That dealer was paid uh, for the oil that they took from the your car. Uh, It was not a lot of money, but it was something. So the the waste oil is now a profit center for most car dealers and independent garages. Uh, if they charge you for it, it's to me, it's deception. And uh,
7: Incidentally, uh, the call that you got on Blue Marlin is just to update people, uh, Blue Marlin was convicted. I don't know what his sentence was. It's going to be at least 30 years, I believe, of uh-huh. uh, fraud. And um, the person sounds like their friend or somebody got ripped off. And the technicality of it is when the car was given on consignment, and I think we all would know the rules, even if it's taken on a regular dealer. If you sign the papers and you gave it on consignment and the car disappears, you don't have a right to uh, report a stolen car. It's demands the they stole your money, but they didn't steal your car. Oh, so right. it's a big technicality there. Mm-hmm. But here's what I advise everybody. There's an expert, absolute expert on collector car frauds, speedometer uh, problems, um, Divorce problems, fraudulent fraudulent documentation. And his name is 50 states he covers. And his name is Bruce Shaw. He's a lawyer, Philadelphia area. And he's an expert. Inaccurate even car appraisal, all on uh, collector cars, though. Not on your modern cars. And the phone number is 215-657-2377. He represents all 50 states. An absolute expert. has been around for a long time, mm. and he can get to the bottom for you. And it's a specialist that people don't know about in collector car fraud.
1: Bruce Shaw. S- Bruce H- Shaw,
7: S-H-A-W. Oh, Shaw. And it's www.shawlords.com.
1: Very good. And he's a Philadelphia lawyer. Those are supposed yes, to be really good he's lawyers. he's a t-
7: typical Philadelphia lawyer, <laughs> but 50 states he represents, and he's got a lot of cars Uh, got to the bottom of it with people, including even divorces and, uh, you know, seller misrepresentation. Incidentally, seller representation last year, I think it was a 68 Porsche, was sold by um, the committee, oh gosh, I can't think of his name now, uh, and it was misrepresented. He's being sued, Hmm. and the car sold for $1.5 million. Holy mackerel. I wow. can't even think of his name now. Uh, uh, TV personality, uh-huh. big Porsche collector. Um, uh, I'm, um, I'm just not thinking right today. But uh, he's being sued, and the auction company's being sued because the car was a clone. It was not as represented. It was a 60, uh, 68 Porsche. Well,
1: that's good information, John. Thank you very much. I'll put that in my contacts, and uh, it'll be Incidentally,
7: good. one other thing, too. Somebody called you in January about the Supra. And they asked about availability. Yes. Well, on January twelfth, uh, local Palm Beach resident John Salupi bought the brand new uh, Supra, one of a kind, uh-huh. uh, documented, you know, with a special color and all. And he bought it at auction in Scottsdale, Arizona. And if anybody knows the number, you wouldn't believe it. He paid for a twenty twenty Supra two point four one million dollars. You know,
1: I didn't know yeah. it was John Sloopy. Well, I knew. Oh, yeah, it
0: was John, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize Now, that. he bought it with, through a proxy, so Jackson, who was the co-owner of Barrett Jackson, did the bid form on behalf of John Sloopy. Oh, I So, be right. so <laughs> the good news is, if we want to go see it, it will probably be across the street from the dealership. Yeah, I'll be darned.
1: That is really something. Well, that, I didn't even know that. That's fantastic. John Sloopy. Yeah. Hey, thank you, John, if you're listening. John, he's a good guy. All
2: yeah, right. you always have so much uh, information for us, John. Thanks for being part of the show every week. We're going to go straight to uh, Lori, who's a first-time caller from Palm City also, and she has won herself $50. Good morning, Lori. Well, good morning to you. How are you? Uh, well, I'm well, thank you. We all are. You've won yourself $50. Well, that's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. You can stay on the line after you ask your question and uh, okay. give Rudy your information, your contact information, and we'll get to uh, check out to you. What can we do for you well, today? that's wonderful.
9: Well, I have a question for all of you. Um, I'm just in the initial stages of purchasing a vehicle for my daughter. It would be a first vehicle for her. She's 17. She's had her license for a year. And I'm just curious as to what would you recommend in terms of um, a pre-owned vehicle?
1: Uh, Lori, um like If it was I think... your
9: daughter, what would you do?
1: Uh, my daughter, I'd get her a Toyota. I'm I'm joking because I'm a Toyota dealer. That was was that was that was tongue in cheek. I would do Toyota, <laughs> Toyota, Subaru, yes. or Honda. Yeah, something like uh, that. What I would do, Laura, seriously, is I would first of all let me say this: uh, of all the times you could buy, be buying a car, the cars that you you're buying for your daughter now will be an amazingly, amazingly safe car. I mean, I'm telling you, today's cars. I would say, based on your budget or what you can afford, I would try to stay with as late a model used car as I could. Uh, I mean, you can go out there and buy yourself a, you know, she's probably going to want to live. If I was typical 17-year-old, you know, teenagers, they want something snazzy, maybe a convertible, bright color, this, that, and the other. And Mm -hmm. the tendency is going to want to go back in age because you'll find something affordable the older it is that'll be snazzier. But if if you want to get the safest car a 2 or 3 year old certified car would be the look Stu has as a recommendation.
0: Yeah, I just uh, just because I I just I'm going through this right now. Yeah. So, uh my son uh, turned 16 last year and my daughter will be 15 tomorrow and so we start the harrowing experience of driving with her this coming yeah. week. <laughs> um but um yeah, the, the old you know the old uh, conventional wisdom was, you know, a, a, is cheap uh, old cars you can get, and I had a hard time with that. So we ha- had to strike the balance between an um, uh, expensive car and one that had the newer safety features. And like like Earl just said, though, you don't have to have a 2019 model to, to get all that. A lot of this great safety stuff started appearing really in, what would you say, 2015, 2014?
5: 15 had yeah. a lot. 16 and 17, I think, is when Real most exploded. of it became yeah. standardized, yeah. especially such things as the backup camera became standard on just about every model right so if you're looking at
0: even like a, a four-year-old car you can save a ton of money and still get some of the features but that's a really good point that rick made is they weren't standard so you really got to ask if you're looking on a, a dealer or independent sal- seller really start asking you know what equipment was what options safety options because that's what they were before they're optional before and lori just <laughs> uh, the,
1: some of the some of the things you should ask for you know rick mentioned backup camera that's mandatory. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking, and I'm speaking for my own self, and anybody can jump in here. But I think the blind side monitor yeah. is uh, is extremely important. The emergency braking, <laughs> automatic braking, uh, it saved me the other day. I, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, no, I was every day. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I was looking off. I saw something on the right side of the road, and all of a sudden. I, I get this warning buzzer, and I look at my car, stopped right it in front of me. It scares the crap out of you, but, yeah, but and, it works. And so um, they have automatic braking, which virtually eliminates the possibility of rear-ending somebody. Uh, there's also and the... When
9: did, when did the um, automatic braking come out? I mean, uh, standard feature?
5: We actually started seeing pre-collision systems like that as far back as 13 on the higher-end models. And by 16, 15 to 16, it was everywhere. Mm
2: -hmm. And, uh, uh, Lori, I'll chime in here. I have three daughters. And, boy, I'll tell you what, what a decision to make putting them behind the wheel. And uh, I can recommend to you Consumer Report, without a doubt, it is definitely, you know, (laughs) going to be an asset for you. And they have the best cars for every life stage, including you purchasing a vehicle for your girls in cars last so much longer and you save yourself like the guy said a ton of money by buying used and uh, great right. uh, uh, you know I, I wish you luck i, I had th- th- like i said three daughters and i'll tell you what uh competition oh you bought her this oh you bought ah, bye, bye. Right. you know back and forth and <laughs> you know. and uh teenagers good luck <laughs> Consumer Report. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you
9: very much. I appreciate <laughs> all of your, your advice. I really do.
2: Great. And stay in touch. Uh, let us know how it all turned out. Give us a call next week and uh, enjoy that $50. Spend it on yourself. <laughs>
9: <laughs> oh, I sure will. Thank you, guys. Have You're a great welcome.
2: 877 960 9960, or you can text us 772 497 6530. And remember, we have a fabulous Mystery Shopping Report coming up. We are going to go to our second new lady caller, and she's calling us from Stewart. Andrea, you have just won yourself $50. Welcome to the show.
10: Thank you, and good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, We've been listening for quite a while, and um, I decided to call up with a pertinent question because we're about to buy a new car. We were wondering, Earl, would we get a better deal Um, purchasing
1: with the dealer financing or purchasing all cash and prove it to the government it's our money. Andrea, Andrea, um, dealer financing is a real uh, minefield. The dealers make more money when they finance a car than when they sell the car. Uh, The average dealer relies on the finance department uh, because they can't make a lot of money with competition uh, selling cars. uh, and And they hose you and they Finance departments—they call it the box. It's really a—it's really a dangerous place to be. You should always check with your own bank and your credit union. Uh, now, there is an exception. Manufacturers often have subsidized uh, financing. They—they they have extremely low rates, which they allow their dealers to offer the customers. Uh, it can be uh, under one percent, sometimes zero percent, and if it's a legitimate manufacturer's rate and not a dealer rate then it can be a really good deal typically they offer you either or you can take a cash incentive or you can take the very very low interest rate but in general stay away from the dealer financing now negotiating the deal by cash uh, is always the best way uh, to uh, to buy a car but you, you never want okay. to let the dealer know you're not going to finance with them at that point. And you're starting to buy a car because they will mentally think that if I can't make a lot of money when I sell Andrea the car, I can make a lot of money when I finance Andrea's car. So they, they, they're thinking about that during the negotiation. Uh, let it be a surprise when you finally negotiate a good price by getting two competitive bids from other dealers, using True car using Costco, whatever means you use to get your best price, then you can surprise them and say, my credit union will give me this interest rate, or my bank will give me this interest rate. Can you beat that? If you can, I'll consider financing with you.
10: Well, thank you very much, and it was so cool to call in today. I really appreciate it.
1: And,
2: and Andrea, um, this is Nancy Stewart. I'd just like to... Chime in again here and uh, just to let you know that, uh, you know, before you walk into that dealership, uh, get all your information, put it in a little folder. That's very intimidating when you walk into a dealership and, uh, you know, <laughs> go to your own loaner bank and, uh, or uh, uh, credit union and uh, have all your ducks in a row and uh, that'll leave you in complete control.
10: Well, thank you. Thank you. That's great information. Well, I really appreciate it. I'm so excited. Ah, I was on the radio.
2: Yay. <laughs> yeah.
3: <So virtual.
10: laughs>
2: Yay, Andrea. Okay, well, listen. Stand on the line. Give uh, Rudy your information, and we'll get that $50 out to you. Okay, okay, and thank you very much. You're welcome. Give us a call again.
1: Bye, Laura.
10: Okay.
2: Okay. Uh
1: we It's pretty up quiet right now. We're backing so up on it. I've got a bunch of texts over here.
2: Okay, it's pretty quiet right now, so uh, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or, uh, well, everybody's using that text number, so you probably already have it, 772-497-6530, and Stu is up with a lot of texts.
0: Yep. <clears throat> we have a uh, question from Sandy, who's watching our live Facebook feed. She says, good morning. My friend has a Kia in the shop at the dealership for more than two weeks can't find out what's wrong with her car what do you suggest she do
1: I would uh, go to the service manager and Sandy and, uh, and and speak directly with him I would also ask the service manager if he can't solve the problem to contact the uh, Kia specialist they have technical specialists all the manufacturers do uh, they can offer technical uh, support either online or over the phone or sometimes you'll actually have a specialist come in to the dealership Uh, they have to be able to fix your car sooner or later there's something uh, called a lemon law in all 50 states that if they try to fix your car and they do it uh, uh, three times unsuccessfully then you can take them to court or actually arbitration and get your money back but uh, uh, it is frustrating i know what you mean in the real world Sometimes dealerships can't diagnose and fix problems. Cars are complicated today. And one way to do it is to take it to another Kia dealer. I'm not sure which Kia dealer it's uh, is with now, but uh, technicians, in, in terms of ability, vary from dealership to dealership. So you have a lot of options. Rick is looking at me like he's got a comment.
5: Yeah, I, actually, you pretty much hit it on the head. I would I would either... Insist that they get a, a specialist in from the factory, engineers that can handle it, or take it to another dealership. Yeah, you—you you pretty much got the words out of my mouth before I get to get there.
1: Sandy, does that answer your question? Well,
0: oh, that was a text, so uh, oh, so maybe that's, that's, right. that. <laughs> yeah. that's okay. Sandy, text me and let me know if that answers your question. All right hopefully she's still watching okay yeah. uh the next one is also on uh is a text and this comes from a longtime listener and texter this is ann marie her question is she says good morning a friend was driving a 2000 honda accord way up in northern wisconsin when the left front fender was clipped by an 18 wheeler wheeler on an icy road the front passenger side airbag deployed fortunately no shrapnel but the driver's side didn't deploy the question two questions was the driver's side airbag defective and can the airbags be replaced so the car can be used again once the front end is fixed? Thanks.
1: Anytime you have an airbag question, the factory gets extremely interested, the manufacturer. And what car was that, Stu, that you mentioned? It was a 2000 Honda Accord. Yeah, yeah. Honda. <clears throat> Honda should be notified, and they will immediately check that out because there's one thing a manufacturer doesn't want to do is have the National Highway Traffic Safety Association uh, have a recall, and they will inspect the the black box or whatever else to be sure that there wasn't a malfunction. Stu, I mean, uh, Rick is looking at me again.
5: Yeah, the, the airbag systems, the computer reads impacts from the various sensors. There will be one on each corner, sometimes one on the sides, and the, the newer the car, the more sensors it will have. And depending upon the point of impact, the computer is supposed to decide which airbags to deploy. So whether it made a mistake or not, that would be up to someone that Honda would need to look at that box to find out if there's something wrong with that system. Exactly. And as for uh, replacing the airbags, yes, we do have airbags that are deployed in accidents. The car is still drivable, still can be saved. And they replace the airbag, usually the computer, and the sensor. Pretty much every electronic part in that system gets replaced as part of that repair. Yeah. It's something you want to be
1: sure that the insurance company is very careful about yeah. and the collision repair shop is very careful about. Uh, there are cars that get repaired without um, replacing the airbags at all because airbags are very expensive and uh, these cars can be sold at auction and people don't know they're buying a car with without airbags so you want to be sure that your airbags work that's right and moving along uh our collision and
0: auto insurance expert alan napier has been listening to the show oh really yes he's uh getting ready for a procedure this week because he's Mm -hmm. an old man Mm -hmm. and uh anyway he was wondering if consumer reports had ever been sued for a bad review so he googled it and Consumer Reports has been sued 13 times by manufacturers and never lost a case. Yes. So, wow. Yeah, there, there, was there,
1: a, there was a small Japanese car that really went after him a long time ago. And I don't believe there's still... Was it Daewoo? No, no, no. I can't remember now, but they really blasted this one. Uh, and uh, they, ro- they were rolling over all the time. And uh, Oh. you remember?
0: Anyway, well, anyway go ahead. But no, that's yeah. true. Okay. Okay. Um, but that's great to hear because yeah. uh, that that's the proof's in the pudding. Um,
1: well, it's like, see, we're, that's like Earl Stewart on cars. right? That that we, wasn't a never been Samurai, was it? We've never been right. sued, and, and so we're better than Ooh, consumer reports. We need to be yeah. sued. We need to be sued. So yeah, the reason, the reason <laughs> we don't get sued, there's two reasons. Number one, we don't say anything but the truth knowingly. And the other thing is that... If you sue somebody, then you get a lot of publicity. Yeah. And then you have a public trial. And all, and, everything's exposed. And then you have the TV right. cameras in the room, and we're talking. So that's one of the reasons right. that your car dealers are afraid to sue me. Right. Exactly.
2: Thanks, so. Ellen.
1: But we would like a, a record, like Consumer Reports. It would be a
0: good yes. thing to, to brag about on It'd the air. It would be fun, yeah. We've been sued 13 times and never lost. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> okay, and so. the truth
5: shall set you free. Yeah. Yes. All right, we
0: got a great text here. This is from Don and LaBelle. And Don is a long time listener going back to the back to the old days love I I right? love Don so and he doesn't pull any punches, and so he's going to he's going to punch us a little bit here, but it's, uh-huh. I, I th- we, we've we have addressed this before on the air so um, Don says hearing the last latest caller, and this was talking about Frank who uh, mm-hmm. tried to go through the Costco auto buying program mm-hmm. uh, uh, Don says, hearing the latest caller, does that mean your dealership is not a one price store but has a lower price for Costco shoppers mm-hmm. Don and Yeah.
1: Well, that's, that's actually true. Uh, we are a one price store and this, the semantics of that uh, uh, troubles us a little bit, but we have to comply with our Costco contract. So we do price our Costco cars, cars a little lower than we do our regular cars. And because our one price is competitive, and we consider it to be a very good price, we have to give the Costco buyer a really, really good price. And, uh, frankly, uh, we kind of wince a little bit sometimes. Well, we, we hate it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we sell,
0: well they, Costco... Sell, were, yeah. So,
1: you Costco folks out there, listen to this. A Costco dealer that truly adheres to the letter of the law with Costco really is unhappy about the price he sells you the car for because I'm a Costco dealer and I'm unhappy with the price we sell you the car for but we do it because we need the volume Mm -hmm. and because we think it's a good program and we really love Costco but in terms of dollars and cents it's it's a better deal for you than it
0: is for the dealer absolutely the um we we don't like it because Costco does uh, dictate you know what the pricing has to be yeah And we've tried and we've talked about it on the show for years that we've tried to get them to have a uh, rules cut out or certain exceptions made for true one price dealers, which uh, then it's a, it's not owned by Costco. We already, I can't remember the name of the company.
1: As long as we're talking about that, let's just tell it like it is. All right. The dealers don't abide. Most of the dealers don't abide by the Costco program. So they can put a price, another toilet dealer. I'm a toilet dealer. Uh, Another Toyota dealer who is certified by Costco uh, can put a price on the, on, the, on the Costco price sheet which is the lowest price he'll sell the car for. But he's also got a dealer fee and he's also got dealer install accessories. Now Costco says he has to disclose those but he doesn't include them in the Costco price. He puts them at the top of the price sheet and oftentimes the customer never sees the price sheet. So he can say, this is the Costco price and be telling the truth, but he's not telling you about the dealer fee and the dealer installed accessories. So you saw, if you listened to the show earlier that even my dealership doesn't always show you the price sheet because we had a rookie salesman, a new salesperson that wasn't properly trained uh, by the sales manager and he dropped the ball. So the Costco price in our dealership, um, Don, to answer your question, is truly a lower price than our one low price.
0: And not all vehicles are, um, have a Costco price. For mm-hmm. example, if we decide that we don't want to list the price as low as Costco one, we we won't, because yeah. we feel the price should be X, and Costco says it should be Y. so they won't, And also, a new model sometimes will not be on the Costco pricing sheet. Um, <clears throat> but the best thing to do is to go to the Costco auto buy and po- portal, and, uh, Try to find your car, and then, but remember all these pitfalls that we talk about on the show now, when you that's the a,
1: I haven't thought about that last pitfall, but yeah, if you want a specific, if you want a specific car, and uh, you better be sure that you see that Costco price sheet because, as Stu just said, the dealer doesn't have to have the car on the price sheet at all. He can't put the car on the price sheet by contract, and have it higher than the price he sells to other uh, customers, but he can just not put it on the price sheet at all. And the salesman might tell you, we have one, this is the price, trust me, this is the Costco price sheet, price. Well, it isn't. And Frank called earlier and embarrassed me on the air in front of 20,000 people because my salesman... But in a caring way. In a caring way. Yeah, we appreciate Frank. Well, I'm still embarrassed. Oh, yeah. Because it means that I did wrong. We failed, wrong. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like to do things wrong. Oh, well, thank you, Don. We love you. Please uh, continue to text and call. Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: Well, here's the opposite of Frank's text. So this is. This will make you feel a little bit better. Okay. That's uh, from Patty and Phil. And they, uh, Good morning, Earl. Congratulations on receiving the Best of Palm Beach County 2019 First Place Award for New Car Dealer and Auto Dealer Service Department. It's a well-deserved honor. You are a blessing to our community.
1: Well, thank you very much.
0: He's uh, blessing now.
1: I appreciate it. You thank know, you I had much. a. Uh, I had dinner with a bunch of my old friends, and I mean old. They're really old. <laughs> I mean, not as old as I. Am, no, but, they're not. But I, I get together with a bunch uh, once a, m- a month with a bunch of guys, and we had we had uh, dinner. It was actually at Ruth's Chris. I had too much to drink, and uh, we all do once a month. And I should take Uber home, but I didn't. And uh, boy, I really got myself in trouble now. They're going to be staking out Ruth's Chris next oh, month. Oh. It's Okay,
0: just use that Uber next
1: time. <laughs> You know, being honest can be hazardous to your health in a lot of ways. <laughs> You're filtered. To tell, to tell the truth on the air, spilling my guts like this. But anyway, uh, Dean Lavallee is um, uh, he owns the Park Avenue chain of barbecues. And Dean LaValle uh, won the Best Restaurant uh, Award. And uh, uh, he congratulated me on running, winning the Best uh, Car Dealership for uh, car sales and service, and I congratulated him on winning for, you know, barbecue. I think he's got eight barbecue restaurants. Mm -hmm. Really good barbecue, by the way. Yep. And then he said it really wasn't – it's not fair because he said that all the employees can vote – and places like it, he named some big chain restaurants like Duffy's that has hundreds more employees, and they could all vote for Duffy's, mm-hmm. and so they get more votes. It just occurred to me we didn't have our employees. We well, did not. We didn't even know about that. We didn't know about <laughs> it. Yeah. Well,
0: no we, had heard, uh, no, we had heard that someone was we going to be yeah. nominated, yeah. and then we were like, okay. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> and we didn't do anything with it. But
1: anyway, thank you very much, Patty and Phil. Uh, it is an honor, and thank you very much for that recognition. Okay. Another uh, text.
0: Yeah, moving along. So we have a question from Sue who's watching our live Facebook video. Very simple question. When are extended warranties a good idea?
1: Uh, Extended warranties are a good idea based on the individual buying the warranty and based on the car that the warranty covers. In general, if you have a good car, we talked about Subaru, the Consumer Reports, best car car. If you buy a Subaru you don't need an extended warranty. On the other hand, there are people that need insurance. That's what an extended warranty really is. They need insurance for peace of mind to sleep well at night. Uh, People go to sleep in their homes and they have fire insurance. Chances are pretty good their, their house isn't going to burn down. they got probably got, uh, detect, yeah, got a good fire department. they got smoke detectors. Uh, they got all sorts of precautions. But if you don't have fire insurance and you're a certain mentality, you say, I don't sleep well at night. My house might burn down. Same thing with your car. What is your how, how do you feel? Because remember this, folks. The insurance companies make a ton of money. The extended warranty companies make a ton of money. Warren Buffett. Uh, At any given year, he's the richest man in the world. I think uh, Jeff Bezos is the richest man now. Warren Buffett gets all of his money, cash flow, they call it, from insurance companies. Then he takes that money that comes at him like a, a torrent of money from his insurance companies, and he invests in other good companies, and that's Berkshire Hathaway Corporation. Insurance companies make all the money so when you buy insurance you buy an extended warranty you're betting against the insurance company and you are not going to win they're going to take more than premiums than they pay out in claims i hope i didn't go on and on too much No, i
0: think that's that's a great way to say it i uh, i've kind of you know copied your advice and basically it's kind of well what makes you feel comfortable if you can't buy a, a car and you don't feel uh, that you're or your purchase is protected and mm-hmm. it's just it's a matter of what you can uh the type
1: of risk that you can accept yeah dental insurance i've never had dental insurance never because no. i brush my teeth very carefully i gargle with listerine and i never have cavities you go going mm-hmm. for t- uh f- torture four times a year to get your teeth <laughs> cleaned so.
2: okay
0: we uh, got a couple more, though, unless we have a caller. Nope. How
2: about a, I'll give out the uh, phone number. Yeah, I'll do that. Lines are pretty quiet, 877-960-9960. And that uh, text number is 772-497-6530. And whenever Stu is done with the text, I have an email and a text uh, that I'd like to share with our listeners. Back to Stu. Yeah,
0: we were talking about safety features on uh, on used cars for our kids for our teen drivers. And uh, Steve, who's uh, on our Facebook Live video, um, chimed in. He says, as to the automatic braking, the feature started in higher trim levels only in the Acura RDX. Our 2016 version had the advanced option level. It had auto braking and lower trim trim levels did not have that but he thinks all the trim levels has it now mm-hmm. and he says that's when buying used the trim level can be critical in determining if that feature is included so yeah, yeah you got go to go use a, an online resource either you know edmunds kelly blue book yeah. uh, and to see what trim levels had what uh, uh, safety options on it
1: i told you how that automatic braking saved me the other day i forgot to mention in fact i never mentioned it to even to nancy but i was coming in the garage the other day got distracted and then saved the doors at the end of my garage <laughs> because it stopped the car before i knocked down the doors and, and so the, yeah yep. so
0: the answer is even if that wasn't an expensive option it would have been more expensive to smash into smash that, your yeah, house <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> um, and the, and the final text, and we'll be all, we'll be caught up. It's also on our uh, on our Facebook feed. And Steve says, uh, it has to do with our Costco conversations. Just tell our customers um, about the Northlake Boulevard Cu- Boulevard Costco. They can stop by, get a membership on the way to the dealership, <laughs> and get the best price. <laughs> there, well, yeah. you there you, you go. You
1: know, I, I, listen, again, I, 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 I think that uh, I'm possessed by this honesty and transparency. Yeah. And I have to say it. Uh, if you were going to buy a car from my dealership, you're going to save a little bit of money. By becoming a Costco yep. member, I mean Costco. Uh, you have to, you have to be sure that the dealer that you deal with with Costco abides by the rules. Yeah. And i um, because I had this incident in the, in the early in the show. Be absolutely sure you see the Costco pricing sheet. Do not buy a car on the Costco program without seeing that Costco pricing sheet and identifying the car you want to buy as being on that sheet, and look at the top of the sheet because that will disclose the dealer fee, electronic filing fee, tagging fee, all those other extra profits. Nitrofill, Nitrofill, <laughs> that's going to be there, and the dealer-installed accessories. I mean, it's a lot of work. Even given the Costco advantage, you have to be very diligent. And, and you have to be sharp, and you cannot be schmoozed by a salesperson who tells you this price is the Costco price. That can happen even at my dealership, and it happened, yeah. and I'm embarrassed about it.
0: Well, I can tell you that um, whether this was ignorance, poor training, or intentional, it will never happen at our dealership yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's it. We're all caught up with text and Facebook comments.
2: Remember, ladies and gentlemen, uh, when you go out to buy a car, these uh, salespeople, they're not your friends remember that you know knowledge is power okay i'm going to go to uh my uh, text from jessica and uh she asks uh how can i be sure that i'm getting the m- money from the r- the right money for my trade-in?" I'll answer that first and then I'll swing it over to Earl. Maybe he might have something to add to it. Uh, You know, uh, Jessica, there's a lot of people that don't realize that uh, you need to keep your trade-in separate, okay? Uh, That's yours. And as far as you getting enough money for your trade-in, take it to three different dealerships. There you will get the right price, and, y- you know, you you won't be shortchanged. changed So I hope I answered your question. Earl, do you have anything to add to that?
1: When you go to the dealership, go to the same make dealership that you're thinking about buying from. Sure. If you're a Honda, want to buy a Honda, you go to three different Honda dealerships. Contact the used car department. And do not tell them that you're going to buy a car. Tell them you have too many cars in the family. It's going to be a a transaction. I'm going to sell you my car. i got three cars in the family. I only need two. I'm selling the car. I'm taking my car to the Honda dealer over here and the Honda dealer over there. And I'm going to get bids from each of them. The one that gets me the best price for my used Honda, I'm going to sell them the car. That way, you get on it. Arms leak, objective transaction. If they think you're buying a car, they start playing games. Over allowance, under allowance, they mark up the price of the car they think you're going to buy. And then they give you more than you're really going to get on the trade-in. Yeah. Don't let that be part of the game.
2: There you go, Jessica. Great information from Nancy and Earl. Now I'm going to get to my email. This is from uh, Gary Gold. And the uh, topic is must a dealer. Do the Mazda dealers have the replacement airbags for the CX-7? We had the recall for passengers' airbag and lower control arms and a computer update. They said they did all the recalls, but I thought the airbags were not available. Thanks, Gary, Mazda dealer.
1: Gary, write this down. www.safercar.org And that's the National Highway Traffic Safety Association website. Safer, S-A-F-E-R, car, C-A-R. dot gov. I think I said org before. dot gov. www.safercar.gov. Go there, put the VIN number in, and you will find out if there is a recall, and if the recall exists, is a fix available, and uh, that's the best way to do it. Now you can also call the manufacturer, and Uh, You can go on their website probably, but you can certainly call the dealer. They can check their computer and tell you. And another way to check it is on Carfax. Carfax, the manufacturer through the dealer, or safercar.gov.
2: Great information. Uh, The lines are still quiet. Give us a call, 877-960-9960, and uh, you can text us at 772-497-6530.
1: While the lines are quiet, I have an old uh, concept that I want to bring up because it appeared on the front page of Automotive News. And it's something called stair-step financing. And the dealers are rising up against the manufacturers because the dealers hate stair-step financing. Uh, I'm a dealer. I hate stair-step financing. Toyota in the southeast has stair-step financing, and I don't like it. <clears throat> One of the reasons dealers don't like it is because the manufacturers give every car dealer a quota based on the market that they sell their cars in. And the uh, quota could be you have to sell 200 cars this month, or you have to sell 350 cars this month, whatever. And then when you get the number of cars sold and you hit your quota, the manufacturer gives you retroactively so much per car. These stair-step incentives, based on the size of the dealer, can be literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. So the dealers in the market, in that area, for that manufacturer, they're competing against each other uh, rather aggressively to be able to hit that big number. So they sell their cars for less money than they like to, so they can hit the quota. The problem is, things happen sometimes they don't hit their quota. And they might find out that they have to sell 300 cars that month, but they only sell 290, and they might lose a lot of money in the new car department. And it's something that creates a lot of pressure and disadvantages to some dealers. It also creates uh, confusion in the minds of the customers because it's impossible for you to know what that dealer will sell the car for depending on his situation and his position in that contest which is what stair-step financing really is he may be desperate to sell you a car at a great price on the other hand he may have hit his quota and he's not at all under any motivation to give you a good price so a uh, stair-step financing is not good for the customer it's not good for the dealer it should be abolished i think we've got some text coming in unless we do
0: yep we do uh this is a good one. <laughs> uh, were there any other songs that you were considering for your theme song besides The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly? Can you <gasps> tell the audience why you selected that one? That's that's from Chuck in Lake Worth.
1: <laughs> well, Nancy uh, gets credit for that. Uh, that was her idea. And uh, you explain, Nancy. Why did you choose The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly? Well,
2: <laughs> as we did the show, it just became uh, obvious that this was just very fitting, for the auto industry and what we were trying to do and how we wanted to expose the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's
0: very descriptive. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: So there you have it. Yeah,
1: we need it. We've, on our list, we only have good dealer, badly. We need an ugly <laughs> dealer. <laughs> I,
0: I, I could put that list together. <laughs> I know who they are.
2: <laughs> and when you hear that red phone ring, I also was... A huge put. Well, I was the only part of that, and also again, it just seemed like as if that it just brought everything together. So, uh, without sounding like a commercial, I won't go on. We're going to go to Donna from West Palm Beach. Welcome to the show, Donna.
1: Donna, we've got a little bit of a crackle in the phone here. I don't know if it's on our end of the control room or your end. Are you on a portable phone? Are you? Uh, can you hear me okay? No, I think Donna's. Uh, Rudy's working on it. Rudy's working on it, yeah. I think he's got her back, yeah. Okay. That's Hi,
2: good. Donna.
9: You Hi, better. how are you doing today? We oh, h-
1: that's much you. better. We hear you well now, thank you.
9: Now I can hear you. Fantastic. How are you?
1: Wonderful. Doing fine, thank you.
9: Great. I just wanted to let you guys know, a couple of months ago, uh, we were looking for a vehicle for our son, because he um, unfortunately had his Kia Rio go up in flames as he was driving it. And my husband was driving around looking for a car, and he stopped into your used car lot, and he spoke with Richard. And I have to tell you guys, had been fantastic for us. Well, the radio you. wasn't working, and you replaced it at no charge. You gave us uh, extra key. so I have nothing but wonderful things to say about you guys. Thank you so much for your great service.
2: Oh, thank
1: you, Donna. Well, thank you, Donna. The kind of offsets of the earlier call we had. Yeah, where it didn't yeah. work out that way. You know way. what? That was we need my this. Like <laughs> I we went for
9: breakfast. I got home, and I said, "I need to. I need to have some positive vibes today." Well, you bless to your heart.
1: Oh. That was very much appreciated, Donna.
2: Yeah, great energy.
9: <laughs> thank you you guys have a wonderful weekend and thanks again for all you did for
2: us you too donna bye-bye have a great weekend also donna. Uh,
9: thank
2: you bye-bye you're welcome i have another email uh i'm going this is from uh, cj what if you come into the dealer and are not crazy about particular salesman that approaches you but you want to stay with the dealership is there any way to change salesperson without having to give up the dealership positively c j you're in control that's short that's the short version now I'll uh, swing it over to uh, Earl Stewart.
1: Well, I think you answered it very succinctly. Yes, you should also always act for a different salesperson if you don't have the chemistry, if you don't feel comfortable with that salesperson, and the sales manager will be more than glad to accommodate you because he wants to sell a car. So just go to the sales manager. Just say, no offense, Charlie's probably a great guy. I just don't feel comfortable with him. Uh, How about Bill or, or Dewey?
2: Yeah. yeah, it happens often. You know, there are times whenever you just don't click. You can, you know, you you, you can apply that uh, cliche to everyday life. You yeah. click with some people, you <coughs> click, sometimes you don't. So uh, you're in complete control, CJ.
0: Yeah, that's, that's. I mean, that's really good advice because it is hard to do. I mean, you don't want to hurt anybody's feeling. And it's <clears throat> sometimes, and I, I might even do that, just I'll suffer through something unnecessarily because I don't want to rock the boat. But it's a big deal. You're buying a car, you're spending a ton of money. You know, it's okay to rock the boat a little bit. I had a bad experience with AT&T on the phone yesterday. I'm, I'm reliving it in my head right now. And I could not understand the person I was speaking to. Mm-hmm. And finally, at some and I was getting nowhere and wasting time. Finally, I just said, can I speak to somebody else? And I was honest. I said, I, yeah. I only understand about half of what you're saying. Yeah. No offense. I just, I need to get yeah, this Yeah, it is
1: so politically sensitive. And I'm the same. We all feel that way. And when you stop and think about it, if you're spending a lot of money, Uh, when you're buying a car especially you're looking at a $40,000 investment Uh, you really have to be able to understand everything the salesman says you have to feel comfortable you have to feel that the salesman's being forthright with you so uh, you can politely put it uh, I think he's a fine person I just have a problem and then to describe your problem I need somebody else to talk to
2: yeah absolutely Uh, we're going to go to Frank good morning Frank
6: good morning Earl and Nancy and the gang hey um I think I've discovered another way the dealers are trying to make extra profit, Hmm. and let me explain. Uh We know about because this is Earl's hot button: the the dealer fees, excuse me, electronic filing fees, this and that, da 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 da. Well, now they moved it from the front room, the showroom, to the back room, and I'll explain. Um, With in in the service department, they've always had a shop fee for five or ten dollars for rags and disposing and just mm-hmm. you know because the stuff they need to at mercedes now where i went because i have a mercedes that's still under an extended warranty so i'm utilizing their service to make sure the warranty is not going to be affected i got an oil change that was around 350 dollars mm-hmm. and my shop fees were 35 dollars hmm. i said excuse me and they said well <laughs> you know it's for the washer fluid we put in i said i can buy you know five cases of washer fluid and they said no. Now we it used to be like five or ten dollars. Now they're putting ten percent of whatever. So you go in for a twelve hundred dollar wow. um, tune-up. Now you get one hundred twenty dollars in shop fees. Wow. So Is, there's a, there's a new profit gimmick out there, and um, hmm? I, I complained about it because I said, didn't good come for you. Up front. You quoted me the price for one thing, but just something that um, Frank, it, you do got you got mind do
1: you mind mentioning the name of the which Mercedes dealer it was?
6: Well I know last weekend you, you talked Raymond. I actually go back to Melbourne where I retired to the Air Force at oh, okay Air Force Base. Uh-huh. That dealership I mean you can mystery shop them but the one thing I will say their service department, they have a complete cafe upstairs where they have um, espresso machines and hmm. four big chairs you can sit in they cook you food and they serve wow. you. so I mean indirectly you're paying for it but it's um, actually their, their normal service prices are less up there in Melbourne than either one of the two dealerships down here that the Mercedes. Oh, that's so, interesting it's worth the drive, and then we go to the base and do some shopping and things
1: like Well, that's that 's good to know that, yeah that 's a it 's a bit of a drive, but I understand the local mercedes dealers really uh, charge an arm and a leg yeah, this uh, shop fee thing is we call it the service we call it the dealer fee of the service department and it 's yeah, uh, unconscionable there you go. and ten uh, percent is crazy i mean uh, first of all, three hundred and fifty dollars for an oil change is mm. crazy, and then add ten percent is adding insult to injury but great call frank i uh, I appreciate it, and and if you Mercedes owners uh, take a take a, a weekend trip and have your Mercedes service in uh, Melbourne, they have a you know a really nice service department up there. Is what you're saying, right, Frank?
6: Oh yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it's a where you, when you take your car in, they give you some tickets. You go upstairs, and uh, they got four big screen TVs all going on different channels, Wow and none of being interfered because they give you. Wireless headphones to listen to your particular TV. Wow! Um, they, um, you know, they have the York peppermint patties sitting out there by the dozen. Oh, wow! Fresh baked cookies, sandwiches. I like the idea of the peppermint yeah, patties pe- for oh, sure. Oh boy!
1: Yeah, I'm my a, weakness. I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a used Mercedes off my used car lot, and I'm gonna drive up there <laughs> and have lunch.
6: Yeah. And I see, after, after you did that last mystery <laughs> shopping last weekend, I said, well, geez, I got a 2012 E350. And I went to True Cars to make sure there wasn't any recalls on that puppy. Uh-huh. There were none. But um, yeah, it's, your your show is unbelievable. You're doing a, a world of service for the public. And thanks, Frank. And I won for everyone else out there. Applaud what you're doing, and thank you so much.
1: That means a lot to us, Frank. You're a great caller, and have a great weekend.
2: Thank you, Frank. Bye look forward to talking to you again give us a call toll free at 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 i have one more text and uh, uh, this text is from uh, marlene and she wants to know what are the best online sources purchasing a car and uh, what comes to my mind the top three uh, would be a uh, true car uh, it would also be costco and uh, it would be uh, auto auto
1: no auto is pretty much out of business uh, uh consumer reports but they used true car is their source but uh i'd say uh, true car and Costco were the two best. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Uh, I hope <coughs> I answered your question. Get back with us and let us know how it went. 877 960 9960, or you can text us at 772 497 6530. And I think by the look on <coughs> Stu's face, he has. Do you mind reading again? A text. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Steve from New Jersey, long-time listener, has a question. He says I had my airbag canister replaced on Thursday by my Subaru dealer. While there, the service manager said that Subaru has a program where they send technicians to salvage yards to look for salvageable Subarus with the airbag recall. When found, they replace the airbag canister on the spot. Have you heard of this practice from any other car manufacturers?
1: Honda. Honda actually originated that. They, uh, they were the biggest uh, victim, uh, call it what you will, of the uh, Takata airbag recall. There's more Hondas out there recalled than any other. And they have been very proactive. They do exactly what Subaru is doing. Um, I commend Subaru. I don't know who went first, but I do know Honda has done some amazing proactive uh, efforts. The other manufacturers, I'm sorry to say, have not been nearly as uh, proactive as they should. And uh, they, the thing that burns me up so much, and we talked about this on the show, they do not get the current owners of these cars. They use their old list from their records. Uh, you know, Chevrolet will look at all the people they sold Chevrolets to and they keep sending them notices. They don't think about the fact that that Chevrolet changed hands three times since they sold that car new and they're sending uh, recall notices to people that don't own the car anymore. and It's so simple. Like it me. Happened to my sons too. I,
0: I have a terrifying recall notice for a 2014 yeah. Prius that I have yeah. not owned in five years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So the next text, this comes from Anne-Marie um, as, uh, on our text line. I was walking through a parking lot yesterday and I just noticed that vehicles with cloudy headlights had a nice had nice clear backup lights by their taillights. Why don't auto manufacturers use the same covering material for both headlights and taillights so everything stays clear longer? I'm not sure if that's what's causing the fogginess, but Rick has got a smile on his face, so he's going to answer. I was
5: going to say because the headlights are on the front, so they're catching all the wind flow. Yeah. And the taillights don't get it. Right. But that. Um, truth be told, I don't really have an answer for that. I don't know if chemically the two materials are the same. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it seems there's like There's no headlights. shame in not knowing the answer, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: And all we have to do is yeah. Google that, yeah. and but we'll I would, find I, I will
5: right. hypothesize. I mean, I think it's a,
0: is that what Rick said is right? Because you're on the leading edge of the car, mm-hmm. so there's more it's, dust. It's certainly it's possible. It's flying through that, yeah. so maybe it's like an etching thing mm-hmm. that happens over time. Yeah.
1: It seems like the obvious answer, but I'm, I'm yeah. not so sure. Yeah. I,
0: well, you here's a good point, is that um, um, manufacturers might be aware of that, and there mm-hmm. could be a different material. It could be softer on the back. It just doesn't get damaged.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, We're all caught up. Are we
2: caught up? Okay, we're going to go to our last caller, and I apologize to everyone who has called after this caller, um, but we really need to um, allow some time for the mystery shopping report. We're going to go to Judy, who's been holding, and she's from Jupiter. Good morning, Judy. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I called a few months ago, and I
10: have a 2012 Hyundai Elantra, and I was having major transmission problems. I brought it to Hyundai for a week to leave it there. They couldn't get it to act up. And it's, And you had told me that if I could take a picture of it revving up RPMs really high for quite a while,
3: mm-hmm. then
10: maybe that would get them to replace my transmission. Mm-hmm. I have 88,500 miles on it and I'm so worried that my transmission is going to go after my 100,000 miles.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, did you take a picture?
10: Uh, well, when I was when it went up to like a uh, fourth, between three and four, I was driving down the highway and I couldn't do that.
1: I see. Judy, uh, the fact that you've documented this with Hyundai should protect you, uh, because if it goes out of warranty and you can point back that you contacted them X number of times with this identical problem, uh, that should, that should, if they're going to be fair with you, and I believe they would, uh, cover you in the under warranty. Uh I would also try a different Hyundai dealer because um, the, the problem you describe is one of the most frustrating to car dealers, to technicians. Uh, I know that uh, Rick has uh, had hundreds of these. Uh, Rick drives customers' cars for miles and miles and miles. He, he's probably driven customers' cars home and back as much as his own own car, it seems like, at times. Because sometimes you just have to keep driving the car. Intermittent problems, you know. like going to the doctor. You know, you, you're coughing and you're sneezing and you go to the doctor and nothing happens. Difficult for the doctor yeah. to diagnose it. But uh, you're doing exactly the right thing. And you should put them on notice and say to your Hyundai dealer, I just want you to know I have documented and you have documented my six visits in to fix this problem where my RPM is spiking and it's frightening because I'm afraid I'm going to blow my transmission. You have been unable to fix it. And so when my car fails out of warranty, I want you to be put on notice that you will fix it under warranty. And I think that will get their attention. They might even try a little harder to work with you at that point.
10: Mm, I will do that. I'm nervous that I'm driving down the highway. Will it all of a sudden stop on me?
1: I, I, Rick might have an answer. I don't think uh, that would happen. I think uh, what, from what she's described as a peak in RPM, uh, mm. what's
5: the possibility of what it might be? That is possible because what she's describing almost sounds like the transmission is slipping out of gear internally. And that could right. cause a loss of power while you're driving. Suddenly it'd be like shifting into neutral uh how How often does this happen to you
10: uh, Probably a couple of times a day
1: judy let do this uh, uh Google this and uh see if you can get into some Hyundai elantra chat rooms and find out if this symptom uh, has been reported by other folks and um chances are it has and that that's going to give you some guidance as to where to go. My other thought is this uh, now that rick has explained to us that this could do what you fear stop your car and if you're on the turnpike or i-95 and your car stops the power goes out entirely that's a huge safety factor now that you've got a safety issue i think you confront your hyundai dealer with that and confront Hyundai go on their 800 number because once you say safety to an auto manufacturer or a dealer with any common sense it really gets their attention it's one thing to have your car just have a problem they got to fix and it cost them money but if, if you're injured or god forbid it cost somebody their lives it could put them out of business oh, yeah. so <clears throat> so wave that safety flag at Hyundai in writing Wait, Do the same thing with your dealer, and I think you might be pleasantly surprised you'll get their attention.
0: And, Judy, by the way, I did look it up online, and there's quite a few things on the Hyundai Elantra with some um, engine revving suddenly and spiking in RPM. So uh, check it online. I think you might have some ammunition to take with you to the dealer.
1: And, Judy, call us back next week, would you? I'm very interested in this because I want to see Hyundai, the manufacturer's, and the dealer's response to a safety problem. That is very critical that they
5: give you full attention. They should give you a loaner car to drive. Uh, one, one other thing, Judy, is if you can kind of pinpoint just when it's going to occur or you know, with a, with a pretty good idea when it's going to occur, ask to take a technician out for a drive and you drive the car and do everything you can do to make it act up while he's in the car with you. Because if you can get that to happen, and he can see the problem occur, you've you've got him at that point. Then they're pretty much required; they've got to do something.
2: Mm, okay, I will do that.
5: Will you call us
1: next week, Judy?
2: Yes, I will. Thank you very that much. That'd be great if sure. you did. That's a great uh, great idea, Rick. Give us a call next week, Judy. Thanks a lot. Thanks You're welcome for your help. You're welcome. Uh, I didn't mention uh, youranonymousfeedback.com, but you can take advantage of that, youranonymousfeedback.com. And you do remain anonymous, and you can send us whatever you would like, whatever's on your mind. We would appreciate it. Also, to our listeners, please vote on our mystery shopping report that's coming up. You can do that at 772-497-6530. And our mystery shopping report is from Treasure Coast Toyota. Now back to the recovering car dealer.
1: You know, we don't like mystery shopping Toyota dealerships here at Earl Sterling Cars. As a Toyota dealer myself, I'm very sensitive to the possible impression I can give by doing this. I risk looking like I'm bashing my competition if we give a Toyota dealership a bad grade. I also risk offending Toyota uh, because the manufacturer are, they're very adverse to public squabbles between Toyota dealers. Uh, they look at it as tarnishing the Toyota brand. So mm-hmm. it's walking on eggshells uh, when I talk about another Toyota dealer. But. Uh, Toyota is a big factor in the market. They're the largest selling manufacturer. Uh, Toyotas are number one in sales. And uh, if we didn't talk about uh, toilet dealers, it would be doing a disservice to you. Uh, and I hope uh, when you do see our assessment of toilet dealers in the market, uh, we've done toilet dealers in the past, you've seen that we have put other toilet dealers on our recommended list. As a matter of fact, we put Treasure Coast Toyota on our recommended list um, uh, a while back. They dropped their dealer fee, and we recommended them, and then they put their dealer fee back on, and I think later on we took them off. But we try to treat all dealers, whether they're Toyota, Hyundai, Honda, Chevy, or a Cadillac, you know, we try to treat them all honestly and fairly. Mm-hmm. And a reminder, when we have somebody on our recommended list, that doesn't mean you don't beware When you go in there, we use a curve. We score on the curve. And there are no dealers out there, including my own dealership, we found out earlier in the show.
0: We can all make mistakes. And and I can can. can say, I mean, behind the scenes when we're doing these things, you guys listening have no idea how giddy we get when we do a shopping report and they did a good job. And like it's really exciting to be able to put somebody on the recommended list, partly because it yeah. gives us more credibility. It doesn't look like we're just out there to to you know assassinate dealers. But exactly, uh, we did that
1: Bremen Honda uh, a couple of weeks ago. Recommended okay. them. They
2: did fair that and job. honest.
1: Yeah. And we try to reshop because uh, if I had shopped my dealership and I'd gotten the salesman that Frank got, uh, mm. uh, I would have uh, put us on the do not recommend, do not buy list because it sounded to me like. Uh, it sounded to me like just, so, had I not known, this was a rookie salesperson. None of it. We wouldn't have known. We, we just uh, it's wouldn't all have fa- it's, all, it's all fair and balanced. So we go back and we shop again. And, uh, by the way, we do mystery shop uh, our own dealership. Uh, we do that all the time. Uh, the last uh, two visits we paid to Treasure Coast uh, we showed us their improved version didn't last long, and we they we put them back on the do not recommend list. Yeah. It's been exactly a year mm-hmm. uh, since we last investigated Treasure Coast Toyota and uncovered some shady sales practices. Uh, th- they caught our attention this week when we saw they'd launched an online buying process on their website. Now, online is uh, is really uh, in vogue. It's a buzzword. It's a buzzword. Uh, everybody wants to be an Amazon kind of buyer or seller, I should say. Amazon is just, uh, it's huge. I mean, they've, uh, it's, uh, it's become a generic term, Amazon buying. Uh, great company. Uh, uh, they've changed the world. Amazon has changed the world. I mean, just think about it. You can buy anything you want on Amazon. We're just talking before the show. Let me show you something that Rick Kearney bought on Amazon. This is a cough meter. <laughs> and we got anonymous feedback last week because we're all coughing. Sound like a tuberculosis ward. You're the only one who's not <laughs> coughing. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody was coughing. So uh, Rick said, well, I know what I'm going to do. And we bought this on Amazon. So can we
5: try it? Oh, yeah. Rick, try it. Did you pay okay. a dealer fee when you got that? I did not. Yeah. Amazon does not have dealer fees now. So he just tried it. And you, that, that mute, he just dropped it. And I couldn't down. hear Rick, so it worked. Momentary push button, and it works great. Yeah.
1: Point being... That everybody wants to be like Amazon because you can buy anything, you can return it, uh, anything you want, mm-hmm. and they no charge. Uh, you get a, you you get a, usually get a pretty good price. You have to check even Amazon though, mm-hmm. and uh, you get instant gratification because the darn thing comes to you in a couple of days, and uh, and then if you don't like it, you send it back. Yeah. I ordered something the other day, It uh, didn't fit put it back in the box, put it out in front of my, my front door. UPS came by, took it back, and I got a credit the next day on yeah. my Visa card.
0: <laughs> you know what I love? I love the uh, that you can subscribe to a product that you use all the time, and you yeah. don't have to think about it. Yeah. Toothpaste. Yeah. You get it, like, every three months or exactly. whatever. Wouldn't it be cool if you could do that with cars? Yeah. I want to drive it for four years and have a new one show up in my driveway every four
1: years. Anyway, uh, this is what Treasure Coast is going to do. We mystery shop Treasure Coast Toyota in Stewart, Florida, And uh, we went through their online buying. Uh, Treasure Coast uh, Coast calls their online buying process online shopper. And it's powered by one of the many companies that offer to build an online buying tool within dealer websites. We used this same company uh, one time. And a lot of dealers use this. And they're right on top of the whole yeah. online the thing. The car makers are really pushing this with the dealers. Exactly. So you got to get on the car exactly. wagon. And before I get into this uh, mystery shopping report too much, uh, you should know that the car dealers don't like online buying. Nope. They really don't want to sell you a car online. They don't want to sell you a car where you don't have to go into the dealership. They don't have control. They do not want to give you the price of the car, the out-the-door price. Amazon does all these things. Car dealers... Hate it. Hate it. Yeah. And I don't know of any car dealer that does it, except...
0: I, I Can I just jump in real quick, because I experienced the um, the pitch from several of these companies. Yeah. Now, we do something, in full disclosure, we have an online buying process that I'm very proud of, but we were approached by multiple companies um, that offer these tools. So you, Supposedly, you can do it. They call it um, online retailing, so you can actually... Do the transaction, and most of the pitches that we got from these companies basically said, "Hey, you're, it's still about getting them into the dealership. It's a great lead yeah, yeah. Uh, generating tool. In other words, we capture their information, sure. we send it to you at the dealership. You contact them yeah. and, and go back to the old way yeah. of doing things. Exactly. It, it's basically it's a uh, it's a camouflaged." lead provider is what it is. If an
1: online buying service, and the dealers don't do this themselves, by the way. Dealers don't have software engineers. They can't create anything. They go buy it. The companies that sell this online procedure, they are in cahoots with the dealers because the dealer is their customer. So they have to tell the dealer what he wants to hear. What the dealer wants to hear is I need to get them in the door. I need to talk to them. I need eye contact. I I need control. So online buying service, is uh, phony, just by definition. And uh, if uh, if a dealer really wants to do it, he's going to have to kind of almost do it himself okay where are we were we were interested to find out that this was uh, of oh, the same know. nonsense of getting him in the door as i just described to you so we sent in agent thunder we called the thunder we called the thunder agent thunder <laughs> is doing a great job agent x is in the midwest now in kansas freezing his mittens off yes he is and uh agent thunder has really stepped into his shoes and uh they have different things uh, but Agent Thunder is doing a magnificent job. Really happy with Agent Thunder. Here's our report, speaking as if I were Thunder. I went online and visited Treasure Coast You can do the same thing if you want to kind of go after us.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Play along, you know, do yeah. it in real time.
1: Yeah, Treasure Coast and selected a new 2019 Toyota Corolla SE. Uh, white listed for sale in their inventory. On the listing, it showed the MSRP. was $22,538, and they displayed a discounted price of $18,954. That's a $3,584 discount. It looked like there were two other ways to get yet another price, and it was a button that read, Get Our Wow Price Instantly. Get Our Wow price instantly and another labeled explore payment option online shopper now you're you're coming into the web Hmm. you're coming into their web all right now listen carefully i clicked the button and was asked to provide my personal information and then i was asked a series of questions like whether i was a recent graduate or active duty military and how i thought my credit rating was okay i clicked the button was that okay um Eventually, I was taken to a screen that appeared to show my deal. I saw the MSRP, and the sale price was 18954 But the fees and taxes were lumped together in a line labeled Estimated Taxes and Fees, $2,272.50. Now, what this does is it takes profit to the dealer and co-mingles it with sales tax. With, with sales tax. Right. This is one of the most atrocious, egregious, horrible, sneaky things that anybody can do. They take the profit that they add to their car, known as a dealer fee, dock fee, tag agency fee, profit. It's profit. And they put it in and they mix it in the soup with the sales tax. And so you kind of forget about it. And They call it estimated taxes and fees. The fees are profit part of the fees are profit
0: now the, it, later on they do break it down but the thing is so the way their online shopper works each screen is separate you yeah. can stop at any point and they know this that yeah. people will drop out of this little process so if you only get to that point yeah You've already given them your information. So they're calling you now. So now there's no breakdown. So if you stop before you keep going through the, the, the screens, mm. you'll never know yep. what the dealer fee is This, until is, you get car- there.
1: this is carefully thought out. And a lot of great minds got into a room when this was designed, and this uh, particular software company uh, designed this to attract the dealer's attention, not the customer's attention. They didn't have a room full of customers and saying, what would you like to see how to buy a car the best way? They had a room full of dealers. And they carefully explored this, and this is a web that has spent a lot of time and money designing. Um, There was a little widget I could use to adjust my desired term for my loan and the amount of money. Remember, I chose, instead of the lowest price, I chose the best payment, the payment I wanted. So, um a little widget that I could use to uh, change the amount of the payment. And I said I wanted under $200 a month. So I played with the down payment until my payment was 197 And that meant I was going to have to put $9,700 down. And if I put $9,700 down, then I was going to get a payment of $197. And okay. I,
0: I kind of looked at the numbers. They were using a legitimate um, Southeast Toyota Finance rate, and that's what the payment would yeah, be yeah. if, th- if there's no monkey business. Yeah.
1: So I continued. I click continue, and I come deeper into the web. I dove. Mm -hmm. I was taken to a screen with a more detailed breakdown. The dark web. The dark web. (laughs) (laughs) Here I could see the interest rate to it is special, nine-tenths of a percent for 60 months, 0.9%. Wow, that's pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. The fees were itemized on the page. Here we go. They did itemize the fees. Eventually. And they have to, legally, they have to do this. And it almost sounds like, well, isn't this refreshing? Well, it's not refreshing because it's a web that everybody doesn't study the way we did, and that's what yeah. we're
0: doing. And, and no, no one has felt refreshed when they see a dealer fee. No, you feel some. You no. feel dirty.
1: <laughs> dealer fee, eight hundred ninety-eight dollars and fifty cents. Electronic filing fee, eighty-nine ninety-five, and the electronic filing fee is a dealer fee, and so you're looking at over a thousand dollars, and that's what it is. Profit. That's profit. Okay the next screen we go deeper into the web the dark web the next screen prompted me to set an appointment so i did for twelve thirty p m that day five minutes after i finished bam i received a call from andrea she was calling to confirm my appointment she emphasised that i was to ask for her when i arrived she then sent me a text thanking me and reminding me to ask for her that's because she gets her commission. I you know, ask for me. You know, we don't want to be going to another salesperson. They call, it, get, they call that getting, getting skated. Getting skated, yeah. I arrived on time and found Andrea. She asked me to have a seat at a little metal desk and began to ask me qualifying questions about whether I had a trade, how I wanted to pay for my new car, etc. I stopped her. I told her I'd done all that online, and she said it was her standard intake process and she had to get all this information. From me So Andre has uh, been
0: brain- <laughs> I'm, I'm saying uh. <laughs> yeah.
1: has been brainwashed, uh, and she's been told, and she's been ordered, this is what she has to do. If she doesn't do this, Andrea could lose her job. This is the process. The, the, the sales manager
0: will say, the show starts when they get there." Yeah. So everything that happened before that, throw that in the garbage can. The show starts when the customer comes. So so
1: you understand through the online process, if you if you went through all the steps, which nobody would do except us, because we know how to play the game. We went through everything. We got the price and the payment. We got the deal we wanted, but we're starting all over now. And Andrea will have it no other way. Uh, She continued and asked what model I was interested in. I laughed. And I said, I spent 15 minutes answering all the online questions, and you're asking me the same question. I told her I wanted to buy a new 2019 Toyota Corolla SE. I want to finance it, and I want my payments to be $200 or less. I had a considerable amount of cash to put down. I told her I played around with the online shopping Mechanism I saw I could get a payment of one ninety seven for sixty months with nine thousand seven hundred dollars down i 've already done all that you 've got a copy of that right in front of you yeah. on your screen yes she said she would check to see if it, if it was available right. and I tried to continue her uh, and then t- tried to continue her questions. I interrupted again I asked what she meant when she said she checked to see if it was available. I thought I was halfway through an online buying process. She said all the vehicles are subject to prior sale. I asked her to check. On your left, returned, and were, the white one was not available. Uh, she suggested a dark gray one that was very close in price. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, uh, I should have said locate one at another car dealership. Yeah. Uh, if not, order me one from Toyota. Let's not play the game of different colors, different equipment. I want the car that I bought online. So stick to your gun, shoppers. When they try to switch you, never, ever be switched to a different vehicle. It's, it's, it's never a
0: life or death situation. Yeah. You can wait a few days. Exactly.
1: <laughs> when she was done, she asked me if I would take the car today if the price was right. I laughed again. and I said, I thought I'd already had the price and pointed out that I haven't even seen the car yet. Andrea said she needed this information so she could know if I was a uh, committed buyer. Old school, folks. Old school. Uh, sales manager. Be sure they're committed. I don't care. Get their watch. Is he wearing a yeah. watch? Bring me his watch. I want him to be committed. Literally, that, that is old school. And you do that. That has happened many times. And I told her, I can't guarantee that I'm committed to any deal with any dealer until I have the details made clear to me. Andrea homed in on my any dealer and commented and asked where else I'd shopped. I told her I'd gotten numbers from another Toyota dealer who didn't charge a dealer fee. She knew exactly who I was referring to. She said that this dealership claims to not cha- charge any dealer fees, but you know they have to make their money somehow, so they so you're paying it. <laughs> I made a I made a note on this shopping report to uh, go to a Logic, a Google Logic and find out what they call that. This is what a, logical fallacy? What logical fallacy. That right. Is. Yeah. I asked if we could see the car, and she took my driver's license left to get the keys. She returned, and we headed outside. Test drive was quick, unremarkable. When we returned, Andrea tried another trial close, asked how I liked it, if so I was ready to take it home. I said, maybe. We sat down at the desk, gig, and this time I was aware there was a group of male managers sitting in a tower. <laughs> The tower, the reason I juggle, is classic old school. Uh, it's a control symbol, and it is represents total control. Can you imagine walking in to Publix, and they got a guy up in the tower, and he's watching you when you go over to the bread aisle, and
5: now you're going over to the milk aisle, and somebody's following you around. Rick? I have a picture in my head of the old Disney movie. Where it's the tree with the three vultures sitting up in it, <laughs> staring down at <laughs> <tree>. you. Jungle book. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yep. Hey, i got to lay down
1: in Milk Isle. <laughs> yeah. So that's a tower. You see a tower in a car dealership? That is old school. Andre excused herself to get a manager to review the numbers with me. Nick took Andrea's place behind the desk and asked me how I liked the car. Okay, here we go. The T.O. Uh, I said it was very nice. He asked me if I was really putting down $10,000. I said I was putting down $9,700. I said I should be around under $200 with that. Nick uh, scooched up his face, tapped his forehead with his pen, and he said he could get close. He hopped up and jogged back to the tower. <laughs> I like the visual image. You, you, know. you jogged back there. You did climb the tower. He returned a minute later with a worksheet that had various payments and down payments on it. I mean, control. Unbelievable. Now, now, if you just tuned in, this is Treasure Coast, Toyota, in Stewart, Florida. We've already been through the online buying process. We've gotten the exact numbers. We've gotten the payment. We've gotten the down payment, the discount. We've done everything. The car, we've got it all. But they are still reverting back as if I just walked in the door. So, now the dealer... Uh, manager comes in. He says, the best you can do with 9700 down is $244 for 60 months. Well, they just quoted me 197
0: And just so you know, I did the math. That represents
1: almost $3,000 in extra profit. Yeah, <laughs> Bumped up $3,000. I chuckled and told him that wasn't exactly what I was hoping to see. Reminded him that I had already had worked out my payment. He keeps on. going back to this, and they yeah. don't care. Online shopper. Nick went on to explain that the unit I had worked my deal online was a base model, and that wasn't true. No. It was not a base model. S-E. Base model is a strip car with no uh, no accessories, no options, just factory installed, nothing else, and that wasn't the case here. So that's lie number 20, I think, we have so far. Uh, he said all the online models were like that, and that isn't true either. The small print clearly points out that there are extra fees and dealer added equipment. That is true. It sounded to me like Nick has had this conversation many times. Nick has and uh... and he is uh... he's a a pro he's a uh... uh andre is a pro and nick's a pro they are, i say this a car dealer listening to this They say,ing i'd like to hire those two because mm-hmm. they really know their stuff they know the language they have the courage and they have a dealer that has them, a dealer they have a customer that has them dead to rights with a out the door online price and they don't blink Nick went on to explain that the unit I had worked on my deal was, when I did that. I asked him if the online shopper was just something to get me in. Nick said it was a tool to help save time by helping customers select a car and play with payments. I said I didn't think it worked out like that for me. Andrea interjected to remind Nick that I had gotten a piece of paper Price. from Earl Stewart. Price. Toyota in North Palm Beach without missing a beat. Nick asked me what I would think. If he could do my deal at the online price and give me a hundred ninety-seven dollar payment, I had come in on.
0: See how you help customers get better deals. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I said I thought that would. Uh, I, th- I said I thought I would take the deal. So I told him he sold me a car. Nick thrust out his hand and shook it, and I made an excuse and I told him I'd be back. And that that kind of wraps up the report. So I guess this goes to show you that. You have to get competitive bids. Uh, you Online shopping doesn't work. The prices that you get online don't work. You have to go into the dealership. When you go in dealership, they're going to throw the online price out, and they're going to go back to old school. They raised the price $3,000 to our shopper over the price that he already had. He had it, and he knew that you knew. The Treasure Coast knew that he had it. And they still tried to pump on 3000 How did he get a good price? He had a competitive price from another Toyota dealer. And when that had, when they had that, he says, I will sell the car. Right. So whether you use my dealership or another Toyota dealership or if you're shopping for Hondas, get competitive prices from at least three dealerships. True Car is a great source of an online price. Costco is a great source of a of a good price yeah have have that even, be the arm of that information even
0: if you haven't gone to another dealer tell them you went to another tell dealer. him you,
1: yeah uh, and come up with something in the way of a reasonable price uh, you're not going to make the dealer believe you can buy the car, car for five thousand or below his net cost so if you have a the best price of three dealers they will usually match it or beat it and you just want to be sure when they fill out all the forms, that it's still the same price that you agreed to. The handshake price is one price. The price that you sign is another price. And when they add stuff, be sure there is not sales tax charged on it. Government fees do not have sales tax adjusted to it. Let's uh, give a Treasure Coast Toyota a score.
0: Okay. Well, we have five grades that came in online. They're not good. John gives them an F. Connie gives them an F. Kathy, you're too kind, a D-minus. Eduardo F. and Linda on Facebook gives them an F.
1: Well, who wants to go first?
2: Well, okay, go ahead, Rick. Ladies first. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, All these attitudes seem to be, well, shall we say, the 20th century. And um, uh, I'm still appalled with mystery shops like this. It uh, it goes on, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we're here to uh, try to eliminate... You know, uh, bad dealers one at a time. I'm going to give the uh, online shopper an F. I'm going to give the tower an F. I'm going (laughs) to give uh, Nick and uh, Andrea an F. And this online shopper, uh, rigmarole I'll call it, uh, seems uh, familiar in the uh, doctor's office. You're sitting at home. They ask you to fill out. Fill out all this information. It probably takes you two hours, and you feel that when you walk into the doctor's office, you won't even have to do that. And <laughs> there you sit, and they ask you the same identical questions all over again. So, but Rick? F all the way around.
5: F.
0: They, sure. they just failed. Um, yeah, we ha- we have to fail them. I will be texting our webmaster to put them back on the do not recommend list. Yeah, Boy, wait a mean. minute. I'm sorry. They... To do not They're currently on the Do Not Recommend list. Yeah. So. yeah, I,
1: I, I always uh, feel bad when I put a toilet dealer on the Do Not Recommend list because it sounds uh, disingenuous. Uh, we will uh, give them a chance to get back yeah. because we will shop them again. And uh, I, now that they have the online buying uh, source, uh, it'll be easy for us to do. Yeah. Because if you're going to put a price online that you'll sell the car for… Honor it. Then you have to honor it. I mean, that is just and it will be easy no-brainer.
0: If they want to go back on the recommended list, all it's going to take is one visit of them honoring that online price, and then we're going to say, "Hey, yeah. on the Treasure Coast, do you want a Toyota?" Treasure Coast Toyota. And if Toyota.
1: you live in that area and you want to buy a car from Treasure Coast. Use the online. It's it. It takes uh, some patience and some study, and as Stu alluded to, uh, it's difficult because as you go from window to window, you can't get back. Yeah. But give that it's use a that and be sure they stick to the price. I think we're out of time. We
0: are. That's the music.
2: Okay. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us this morning. We do appreciate you. We'll be right back here next Saturday. So tune in at 8 a.m. Have a great weekend.